Want to see the world from a totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca, your host. And by the end of this hour, you're going to know a little bit more about what you should eat than you do now. So don't touch that dial. If you're new to the show, just want to go over a few things that you might want to know. If you want to reach me, you can send me an email at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. If you miss part of the show, you can hop on over to my iTunes page where you can also listen to hundreds of other episodes of Talk with Francesca. Alrighty. This show is sponsored by Terramia Restaurante in the North End. And it is one, it was a beautiful day today. So hopefully you were, you moseyed over there because the food is the absolute best Italian food in the North End. Great service. And it also has a beautiful, intimate setting. It's your goes to, it, your, excuse me, it's your go-to spot. I know because it all also happens to be my favorite and there's parking and don't forget to tell them that I sent you all right then the Dr. Atkins diet who doesn't remember that one eat all the steak you want the South Beach diet no bread the paleo diet the more meat the merrier the keto diet the list goes on and on but the one diet that seems to have some real traction is the vegan diet the plant-based eating so with me now is Gene Stone. He is the author of the wildly popular Forks Over Knives and his new book he co-authored with Kathy Freston, 72 Reasons to Be Vegan. Both Gene and Kathy are leading voices in the ever-growing movement of plant-based eating. So big welcome to you, Gene. Great to have you back. Well, I'm delighted to be here again. You know, uh, years ago, I needed a new primary care doc, and my web designer turned me on to his doctor, who was a huge advocate of plant-based eating. Um, but, you know, I, I have so many questions about it. I, I, I never did switch to it. I, I try to eat less meat, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's not an easy, it is just not an easy diet. So share with us, why has it been, has it become such a big, huge movement almost? Well, I'm just going to have to jump in and contradict the very first thing you said. <laughs> this is rude, but I'm going to go there. Okay. It isn't so hard. In fact, I actually found it rather easy. Um, I think maybe 15 or 20 years ago when I first started doing it, yeah, maybe it was hard, hard then. But now, given you know the Impossible Burger and cashew cheese and Ben and & Jerry vegan ice creams, uh, it's really quite easy. I find that, um, in fact, every year, because, as you say, it's the diet trend that doesn't go away. It just gets bigger and right, bigger. Right. More and more restaurants. I'm sure the restaurant you've talked about yep. uh, has vegan options. Yep. Um, I've been to Boston many times. My brother lives there. Mm -hmm. There are some wonderful vegan restaurants in Boston. Uh, every year it seems like there are more. So, um, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but... I'm going to say it's really as easier than people think. Well, what comes to my mind is, 
that um, <laughs> this is this is actually kind of funny, but I had my physical back about three months ago, and it's a, a one doc office, which is really you know doesn't even exist anymore. I, lo- I, I love my doctor, I really truly do. Um, he's fabulous, great physician. But anyway, so I'm walking. He he examines you, and then he brings you into his room, and you know talks to you about your diet and so on and so forth. And he takes a long time. But as I'm passing by this room to the right, there's like all these like uh, uh, containers of nuts and grains and and you know I'll tell you what for me personally um, a lot of nuts really bother my stomach um, and I noticed that when I you know put like chia seeds into my yogurt um, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily agree with me and i have found that over time it was actually a friend who finally said to me you know i think it's the nuts that you eat that seem whatever you eat not to get a stomach ache so isn't that like half of the diet that's nuts i had to go there are you a wise guy well you know i'm just wondering maybe maybe being a vegan makes you funny i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I, I was looking over your book, and I hear it makes your sex life better. Well, that's that's something to. Well, that's kind of funny too. Yeah, uh, I would say because it's that, not true, not, right? <laughs> nuts are not half of um, anyone's diet, unless they're um, you know in the jungle somewhere, and all they have is uh, the ability to climb trees and get nuts. I mean, it just isn't really. Um, a part of a major part of the diet. Um, look, the, the thing about the vegan diet is you get your choice of all the vegetables, all the fruits, all the legumes, all the whole grains. Um, what we'd like to say is you don't end up cutting things out of your diet as much as you crowd them out because the more you have these incredible vegetables you never had before, the more you experiment with new fruits and all kinds of new foods, you find the need to have these other animal-based foods just begins to slowly disappear. So I would say my diet is varied and large mm-hmm. and is not composed either of nuts or of soy. Oh, no soy? No, I mean, I have some soy, um, but I don't have as much as, you know, when people find out I'm vegan, they tend to think all I do is eat lettuce, soy, and nuts. Ah, uh, uh-huh. Well, I mean, I think there's some controversy about soy as well, is there not? Well, you know, there's controversy, but most of that is because the, um, <laughs> the, the, uh, grains and products and, and lobbyists who are anti-soy have been spreading a lot of rumors about soy being not good for you, but the fact is that the phytoestrogen in soy is not the estrogen that they warn you about. Mm-hmm. Soy has been used as a dietary staple in Asian cultures for years, mm-hmm. and we haven't seen any problems with that. In fact, many doctors recommend soy products, uh, particularly fermented ones, to avoid issues like cancer and such. Mm-hmm. You know, years ago, um, it was a lot of years ago, but I had um, I had had some stomach issues and I decided that I was going to change my diet. And I didn't go vegan, but I, I really, I remembered when you said you crowded out. It's exactly what happened with me is because I was eating so many vegetables, trying to get in all the healthy stuff. There was really no room for junk. <laughs> Just, yeah, no, exactly. You I know? Mean, the thing about the vegan diet, again, is, you know, you, you know, yeah, man, people say vegans, you know, they're the vegan police will get you. And there's something 
strict about all of us. But in fact, one of the chapters in, in, in the book, 72 Reasons to Be Vegan, is exactly addressing the issue that there's so many things now that are vegan, whether it's chocolate or, or martinis or, um, well, in Massachusetts, marijuana, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's all yeah, kinds yeah. of things you can do. Um, and the food products, as I said, all of these major companies that used to scoff at uh, plant-based diets are now coming out with their own versions of them. Mm-hmm. So whether you want to have deli meats or you want to have ice cream or whatever it is basically that you want to eat now, you can find a plant-based version, which isn't to say that's healthy. Yeah, necessarily. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that yeah. Impossible Burger is the healthiest food you can eat, but if you're feeling like a burger and you don't want to have you know, dead cow meat, then you can go for the Impossible Burger. So um, I know that you say that vegans live longer, so let's talk about that. Why? Uh, so many reasons. Another book I did with Dr. Michael Greger called How Not to Die, we go over the 15 leading causes of death uh, in America, whether it's Alzheimer's or cancer, stroke, etc., and show how a plant-based diet has been shown to prevent and reverse each one of those diseases. So there is a lot of medical evidence. And by the way, we have something like 500 footnotes in that book to show that this isn't just something we're plucking out of thin air. These... Um, these are all documented studies. Uh-huh. So why is it that you live longer with the vegan diet? Because you're getting nothing but good, healthy foods that are filled with vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients, and you're avoiding all the saturated fats and cholesterols that come from the animal-based products. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, let's and, ha- and having a good time and having a better sex life and doing better at sports and basically enjoying yourself. In fact, there's a lot of um, work that says that uh, spices such as saffron are as good, if not better, than Prozac in addressing issues of depression. Really? Yeah, really. That's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's talk specifically about what the diet, what it is or what it is not. Uh, what What do you actually eat? Let's back up. Tell me a a typical day. Give me a typical day of what your your menu is. My mornings would be breakfast, and that would be uh, some sort of oat-based muesli or um, maybe uh, some other grain-based cereal, whole grain. Always whole grains, by the way. And And then, you know, look, I do this for a living, so I'm kind of a freak. I Not only do I have my almond milk, but I have chia seeds and flax seeds, and I put in almonds that are sprouted, and I put in walnuts, and I sprinkle cinnamon on it, and I put in goji berries and moringa powder, you know. So I'm, I'm big on adding all those other things, but you certainly don't have to. It's perfectly fine just to put on some blueberries and strawberries, and it's, it's a good meal. Mm-hmm. Um, for lunch, I would probably have, Wait a minute. Back um, up, back up, back up. So hold, hold on. So oatmeal, does it matter whether it's quick oats, or are you talking about the steel cut? No, I mean, still cut is fancy, and I don't know that it's definitely better for you. Some people think they taste better for sure. Uh, I, I'm not a big guy for heating up. I don't like hot stuff in the morning, mm. so I have cold cereal just with um, almond milk on it. So, um, uh, you know, basically any whole grain cereal. As long as you're not having one of those cereals that's basically made of sugar, right. uh, you're, you're probably doing fine. Which they all are. Okay, all right, mid-morning snack. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm a, you know, obviously I'm a big guy for fruit, um, banana or an apple or berries or, you know, something along those lines. Um, peanut butter? And then, say what? Can you put peanut butter on your bananas? Uh, certain can, although I actually like peanut butter on apples. Yeah, I 
like peanut butter on bananas, but peanut butter is okay? Uh, absolutely. In fact, peanut butter, hummus, these are kind of like the, the basics. In fact, lunch is often a peanut butter or hummus sandwich on, um, you know, some kind of whole wheat bread. Or I get a salad. Um, I live, I'm not really that much of a cook. I try, but I'm not that good. Mm. And I live, like, walking distance to a lot of places that serve salads. So often I'll go for a walk and then end up by buying the salad and bringing it back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe another snack in the afternoon. Um, I like chocolate, so I have chocolate every day. Um, really, really like chocolate. Um, and as long Who as doesn't? <laughs> more. Uh, How much more? Then, Wait, what percentage? Uh, you want a 70% dark chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then for dinner, uh, dinner can be anything. Vegetables, salads again. Um, maybe I'll splurge now and then and get uh, impossible burgers. Um, mm-hmm. Pasta. I really like pasta with all kinds of tomato sauce and vegetables on it. So, you know, I mean, that's one day. It changes every day. And the other thing about being vegan, um, plant-based, is you really get to know vegetables you hadn't known very well before. I've become enormously fond of artichokes. Um, never was a big artichoke eater. Now I really love them. Mm-hmm. I've learned the different kinds of asparagus. I know what kohlrabi is. You know, all, all these vegetables that I actually didn't even know existed are now part of my weekly diet. Mm-hmm. What about yogurt? Because that's milk, and you can't have milk on, with this diet. Well, I love yogurt, so I do have yogurt probably almost every day to get the um, probiotics fixed. But um, there's almond milk yogurt, there's cashew milk yogurt, there's rice milk yogurt, there's all kinds of yogurts. Kite Hill makes a Greek-style yogurt that's incredibly creamy and rich and dense, and I've given it to friends who had no idea that it wasn't dairy-based. What about kefir? Uh, Again, you can find plant-based versions of it. You can find plant-based versions of almost everything right now. Uh-huh. Um, because, as you said in your introduction, this isn't a fad. It's not like one of these diets. Remember the grapefruit diet for like, you know, I think that was like 30 years ago and everybody Oh my gosh, so I went on that. <laughs> <laughs> the grapefruit diet. That's right, I yeah, remember that. Right. You know, grapefruit, there's something about grapefruit, though, that it does peel those pounds off quickly. Well, if you eat nothing but grapefruit, you might lose some weight. I don't think it's the healthiest thing, but, you know, it supports the grapefruit industry as well. Um, <laughs> but unlike um, the grapefruit diet, some of these other ones you mentioned, every year there are more and more vegans because, like as you said with your doctor, uh, doctors of a certain age didn't get nutritional training, but younger doctors and doctors who keep up with their studies realize more and more the relationship between what you eat and how you feel. Believe it or not, that didn't necessarily used to be part of a doctor's practice. They didn't even ask you exactly, about diet. Exactly, exactly. But now they do, and they're very interested in it, and more and more of them are becoming plant-based. The Cleveland Clinic has a big program on plant-based eating in, in their coronary section. The um, uh, Montefiore Hospital has just opened up a plant-based section. So all these hospitals are beginning to realize the benefits of a plant-based diet and teaching it to their patients. We do need to take a short break. Uh, When we come back, uh, eggs are not incredible or edible. (laughs) I want to talk about that. So listeners, stay with us here. Don't go anywhere. More talk with Francesca coming right up on 95.9 WATD. You've made it through the winter, and now it's time to make your yard come alive this spring. 
You need to get in touch with the professionals who can make that happen quickly and affordably. You need to visit saleenterprises.net. For simple cleanups and landscaping, visit saleenterprises.net. Upgrade your favorite spot in the backyard to have an inviting stone patio. Give your front walkway the character it deserves with a unique paver layout. SaleEnterprises.net can even create an eye-catching cobblestone masterpiece that will not only define your yard, but reduce watering and yard maintenance. You've probably already seen your neighbors getting a head start. Be sure to book your appointment today so you have more time to enjoy your new space. Visit SaleEnterprises.net. Moving into your new home or office is easy when you trust the experienced professionals at ASAP Movers. If you're looking for dedicated movers who will take the stress out of your move, call ASAP Movers today at 857-928-3071. They move everyone in New England, both residential and commercial. ASAP Movers can even provide you with all the packing materials you need. So call now at 857-928-3071. You'll be glad you did. Your pets are family. Take your dog to the Dog's Den in Pembroke. Your furry friend will go from smelling crummy to yummy because Leah at the Dog's Den really cares. Whatever your pet's needs are, from dematting to extra scissoring, the Dog's Den in Pembroke has your furry friends covered. So call the Dog's Den today at 781-826-7008 or visit thedogsdengrooming.com. Located in Boston's North End holds one of our best-kept secrets, Antico Forno, ranked number nine of the top ten Italian restaurants around the world within the category of being one of the most authentic. With a welcoming family feel, it's hard to argue the experience you have when enjoying dinner at Antico Forno. Best known for their brick oven pizza, their world-class traditional cuisine does not fall far behind. Come enjoy dinner at Antico Forno and feel like part of the family. Open daily from 11.30 a.m. until 10 p.m. Call us today at 617 or visit us at AnticoFornoBoston.com. I'm Francesca Luca, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. The incredible edible egg. You remember that commercial? Welcome back. Jean Stone is my guest. Tonight, 72 Reasons to Be Vegan. Welcome back, Jean. Oh, thank you. I always thought eggs were a great, quick, easy-peasy way to get protein in you when you're in a rush. So tell me why not. Well, yeah, they're a great way to get protein in you, but you're also getting really high levels of cholesterol. And there um, have been a number of studies in the last few years that show that eggs are not the healthy snack that we used to think they are. And, of course, there's also the issue of the horrible treatment of the chickens. And, mm-hmm. and if you actually really think about what an egg is mm-hmm. coming out of the chicken's anus, do you really want to go with that and enjoy that? It's not really meant to be eaten um, by humans. Um, but, no, it, it is not a healthy thing. And, uh, again, the book talks about all the reasons why. Mm, oh, boy. All right. And fish, you can't eat fish either. Is that right? Well, again, you know, you're talking uh, from several different points of view. From the health point of view, um, you know, we, we make the case that it isn't a healthy food. Uh, from the environmental point of view, mm-hmm. we make the case that if we keep eating fish at the same rate that we're eating them now, mm-hmm. there will not be any more fish in the year 20, 
1848, we're completely depleting the oceans. And farm fish doesn't seem to be the answer because although some of the farms may be okay, many of them are actually breeding grounds for bacteria. They're crowding, crowding out uh, other fish. They're causing pollution. So, no, f- fish isn't really the answer. Again, the book makes the case for each one of these things that you might think is healthy, you've been told is healthy, but we say it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. So let's shift here and talk about transitioning to a vegan lifestyle. I actually have a friend whose partner um, is vegan, and it has caused, it has really wreaked havoc um, <laughs> on their relationship, or, or, or so he says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm really, you know, not necessarily convinced that's the reason, but, but you know, and he's a salesman too, so I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that has something to do with. Yeah, she's a vegan. That's it. But no, seriously, it's a big deal for him. It really bothers him. He he's he gets very irritated with it, and um, curious if um, if that. If it's really, if it's possible to be vegan and have a uh, non-vegan partner. Well, I'm not really a couples counselor, but I wonder <laughs> if you're having troubles in a relationship because the other one is vegan. If that's going to end it, that's really the issue. But, uh, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do think that it's certainly a lot easier if two people have similar diets. Mm. I think that if you've got one person who's eating nothing but steak and the other person who's totally plant-based, you know, yeah, there might be some issues there, but I'd like to think if a couple is really Mm. a good couple, they work that out. Mm. Um, I I know plenty of people that are uh, mixed vegan, Mm non-vegans, and they seem to be uh, be doing okay if they... if you want to make it work, you make it work. Well, yeah, I know. But, you know, it is a, it is quite a philosophy. And I know, you know, I have a friend who um, was uh, dating um, an alcoholic who was, you know, a reformed alcoholic, so he was sober. Um, but, obviously, he no longer drank. And so, you know, when they would go out, you know, she would say, you know, I don't feel comfortable having, you know, a glass of wine when he's not having one. And it... And it, it and, you know, I can, I can actually relate to that. I mean, I can think it's not as much fun. I don't know, but, I mean, that's just a mentality, I suppose. Um, but, I, you know, I, it's, it, it is something. There is something to be said for that. Speaking of which, what about alcohol? Now, please, please be easy yeah. on us, okay? Because at this point, all right, fine. I'll do the nuts. I'll do the veggies. I'll do the whole grains. But you start talking about taking away my wine, then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Liz, is, Liz has got her thumbs down, and I, yeah, Liz, who's running the board over there, is saying, no, no, no. Yeah, no, I have a problem with that. Um, I do. No, and we're, I, not, it, we're, we're not taking away your alcohol. We have no intention of doing that. You can drink to your heart's content. Now, there are some people who say that alcohol isn't good for you, so from yeah, a health but, point of view, you yeah. might want to think about it. Yeah, But of if course. you're simply talking about yeah. enjoying a plant-based product, you know, most alcohol, yeah. As far as I know, it doesn't come from cows. It usually comes from grapes. Right. It's wine. Right, right. Well, yeah, no, I mean, there, it's in, in moderation for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so so we're good. So so far, so good. So, yeah. okay, I can, I, I, I'm thinking that this might be okay. All right. <laughs> so tell us what we are, what we don't already know about being vegan. Because, I mean, I think, you know, uh, it's, it's pretty, people pretty much know what this is about. 
Well, I think, again, a lot of people are surprised in how it improves your sexual performance because as you clean up your arteries and veins and your blood flows through your body, that's obviously very good for both men and women sexually. Um, I think people don't understand how many athletes have become vegan. There's a lot of um, feeling that, oh, well, if you're vegan, you're skinny and you've got a cold and you're probably unhealthy. But a very large number of athletes have become vegan. There's a documentary called The Game Changers that came out last year. Uh-huh. That goes over a number of vegan athletes, people who were not vegan, went vegan in order to become better athletes and have improved their athletic performance. So it, it, it isn't just simply a, a bunch of angry people telling you not to touch meat. It's actually a wide range of people of all races and colors and everything else discovering mm-hmm. that, yeah, whether it's for health, animal protection, or the environment, or athletic performance, it's a good choice. Mm-hmm. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Talk with Francesca, I am speaking with Gene Stone. He is uh, he's the author with Kathy Freston of 72 Reasons to Be Vegan, Why Plant-Based, Why Now? So um, when did you switch to, I, I assume that you didn't come out of the womb and start eating vegan so when, when did you when did you switch no in fact all i ate as a kid was meat i was just a total meataholic uh-huh. um, and i would be very surprised if i met my 15 year old self and he found out oh my god i can't believe it because yeah i couldn't stand vegetables but then uh about 15 years ago uh one of my agents called up and said you want to write a book with this firefighter in texas he's vegan i met him rip esselstyn um and then to write the book because he's such a gung-ho vegan, uh, I thought, well, you know, I'll try it. It's not going to hurt me, I hope. And then within a month, I was hooked. So um, I did it weird. You know, a lot of people will say I did it for the animals or I I did it for my health. You know, I did it for my professional career. (laughs) But it doesn't really matter how you you get there. (laughs) I got that. All right. Okay. All right. So um, I just want to switch gears a little bit here and talk about dairy because there's a lot of, um, you know, we haven't really talked about the animals yet, and we will, um, but dairy is not, you know, it supposedly doesn't do the body any good. And I remember, this was a long time ago, I had a cold that wouldn't quit and many years ago, and I remember going to my primary care and saying, "Don't have any dairy if you want to. If you want this this cold to to go away and stop, you know, producing this this crap in your throat." Um, and um, and I and I do think that dairy uh, is uh, phlegm producing. I, I do believe that. Um, I don't have that same experience with yogurt, but that's the only dairy that I hate. Well, actually, that's not true. That's not true because I do put cream in my coffee in the morning. I'd like a tablespoon. Um, but so what? what is wrong with dairy? Oh, there's a lot wrong with dairy. Um, now, I, you said we're not yet talking about the animals. No, you can. Go ahead. That's fine. Uh, because the way they treat animals, the cows are just so horribly, horribly treated. You know, they're, they're forced to be pregnant. They then uh, have their calves taken away from them. Um, it's a really horrible life. And then after maybe, what, six years of doing this, um, they're taken away and killed, unlike normal cows who could live 20 years longer. As far as doing the body no good, we all know about, well, most of us know about lactose intolerance, yep. which is yep. very common, yep. and uh, a lot of people actually go vegan because of that. Um, 
there's so many um, people having allergic reactions to cow milk proteins. Yeah. And that can lead to eczema and sinus problems, inflammatory bowel disease, and really some thorough damage to your gastrointestinal lining. So, yeah, dairy, we... In fact, I, I tell people, the first thing you want to do is get up dairy. You know, we'll, we'll talk about meat later, but yeah. just stop the dairy right now. All right, we have to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about cows. This is life, don't miss it. More talk with Francesca coming right up on 95.9 WATD. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceiling specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant, yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing. And best of all, it's reasonably priced. The best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112. That's 617-523-3112. Or visit terramiaristorante.com. You need help around the house. You need a handyman. How do you find just the one you're looking for? Go to locally owned and operated handymanconnection.com. Handyman Connection puts you in touch with one of their carefully screened and background checked craftsmen. You get the best help around for maintenance, installation and remodeling services, carpentry, tiling and flooring, and assistance with aging in place upgrades to your home. Handyman Connection also provides you with free in-home estimates and a one-year written warranty on labor from one of their experienced professionals. Call 781-829-3030 or visit handymanconnection.com. Your connection to quality craftsmen on the South Shore. One call, one connection. Tides is beachside dining at its best, all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room in the pub can't be beat. Tides specializes in casual dining with food that's delicious, not pretentious. On a warm day, enjoy a frosty pint at their bar or their sun-drenched deck on Nahant Beach or enjoy an incredible meal in their dining room anytime. Tides guarantees you great atmosphere with superior service. The menu at Tides is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out the drink menu at Tides for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with state-of-the-art tap wines. Tides is unbeatable anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. Visit TidesNahant.com. Moving into your new home or office is easy when you trust the experienced professionals at ASAP Movers. If you're looking for dedicated movers who will take the stress out of your move, call ASAP Movers today at 857-928-3071. They move everyone in New England, both residential and commercial. ASAP Movers can even provide you with all the packing materials you need. So call now at 857-928-3071. You'll be glad you did. This is life. 
You're listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. The talk continues on 95.9 WATD. All right. With me now is uh, Jean Stone, who is the co-author with Kathy Freston of 72 Reasons to Be Vegan. Why plant-based? Why now? Welcome back, Jean. Oh, again, thank you. Thank All you right. very much. All right. You, you, this chapter, Cows Burp and Fart. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of a chapter is that? I want to know about that. Does that have something to do with lactose intolerance? <laughs> no, no, we're actually not talking about the poor cow's stomachs. We're talking about the fact that the when they burp and fart, they pass methane, which is a very powerful global warming gas. Oh. It has 28 times the warming potential of carbon dioxide, so it's actually worse than CO2. So all of those farts and burps are trading about, let's say, well, the average cow they say it passes about maybe 200 pounds of methane per year. And if you multiply that by the billion and a half cows, mm-hmm. um, that's why it's one of the major driving forces of climate change. So the less beef you eat, that means the fewer cows, and that means the less burping and farting, which means the less methane, and that means less climate change. What do you think about sushi? Oh, wait a minute. Sushi's got fish in it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No. Sushi uh, with fish, yeah. I don't go near, but I love vegetable sushi. And a lot of sushi chefs, knowing that a lot of people aren't eating fish, are now creating these amazing uh, vegetable sushi dishes that are absolutely, I think, terrific. So I actually love going to sushi restaurants and trying out these vegetables that these chefs come up with that I've never even heard of. Are you in good shape? Well, I'm just going to have to say yes. I'm in very good shape. Okay. I just wanted to know. I, I assumed you weren't like, well, you know, um, because, you know, um, not all vegans are, you know, in good shape. I mean, some of them are, are overweight, you know. Well, um, I'm going to go and say that not all people are in good shape. Well, that's true, too. But but when you think of um, a ve- the vegan diet and the healthy diet, you think how, like you said, crowding out the bad stuff. It, uh, well, that's actually, this is a really good point. It's one I wish I'd made before. And thank you for bringing it up. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between a vegan diet and a whole food plant-based diet. A vegan diet could be, you know, potato chips, Diet Coke, uh, Ah. cookies. could Uh be any number of things that Mm -hmm. none of us is healthy. But what doctors are really recommending isn't a vegan diet. It is a whole food plant-based diet. Got it. And that diet where you're not having any processed foods and you're having the whole vegetables, the whole fruits, et cetera, et cetera, that's what's healthy, and I say there are very few people who are eating a whole food, plant-based diet who aren't healthy, but there are plenty of people having a vegan diet who are extremely unhealthy. Okay, I'm glad you clarified that. Um, I know that um, plants can you know, give you iron, um, but and you say iron is necessary, but you have to have plants to get it right, which, you know, that's great that you can, but I thought that you could get iron from other sources other than plants. Is that not correct? Oh, you, you, you can. And, and, and one of the issues here is the, is the kind of iron that you're getting, mm. that um, the, um, uh, with, with, um, with plants, you're getting non-heme iron. Mm-hmm. Uh, with meat, you're getting heme iron, and that heme iron isn't necessarily as good for you as the non-heme 
Mm-hmm. So it depends. Yes, you can get iron from both sources, but the team iron from meat can create oxidative stress, uh, this imbalance between the free radicals, the antioxidants in your body, mm-hmm. and that can trigger inflammation, cause cell damage, and tissue damage, mm-hmm. and increase your chances of developing arthritis, um, cardiovascular conditions, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, et cetera, et cetera. So what we say is if you really want to get the right kind of iron in your body, again, not a vegan diet, but a whole food plant-based diet. Right. And to do that, you eat your dark leafy greens, your tofu, your beans, legumes, grains, your favorite food nuts, uh, potatoes with their skin, et cetera, et cetera. What about organic? Does that matter? Well, that's a whole other issue. You know, um, one of the things we we do sometimes hear a lot of complaints that a whole food plant-based diet is expensive. And that actually isn't the case because rice and beans can be the staple of your diet. They're among the cheapest things you can buy. Um, organic is expensive. You know, there's very you very seldom see organic foods that are priced less than non-organic. So, yeah, look, there's definitely an advantage to organic in terms of being pesticide-free, et cetera, et cetera. We're not saying that people should necessarily go organic. Um, it's it's expensive, and if you can't do it, then don't do it. Well, I don't we understand do why it's do is eat plants. Well, I don't understand why it's more expensive when they're taking stuff out, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Nothing makes sense. You know? really anyway, <laughs> right. but uh, but okay. So, what about omega threes? I mean, I, there was a time when it's like eat fish, eat fish, eat fish, right? And, and you're going to get your omega threes in. So, what what do you do? Do you take a supplement to to uh, get your omega threes? No, what we do is we have sources again. God, I, why, why do nuts keep coming up? But they do nuts. Seeds, avocados, guacamole, olives, um, olive oils, pistachio, pumpkin seeds, uh, peanut butter. All of those are very rich in omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids, which, as we now know, are very good for your brain and your immune system and your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. The fats that come from animals tend to be saturated and um, uh, raise your um, LDL, your lethal cholesterol levels. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, you can get all of the healthy fats you want from mm-hmm. your diet as long as you're having the ones that I just mentioned. What do you think about vitamins, anyway? Um, well, you know, I'd like to think that if you're really doing a good job, a conscious job, eating well, picking the right foods, you probably don't need to have vitamins because you're getting them all in your food. And there have been a lot of studies that say that Vitamins may not work effectively because you're taking them independently of the food. Mm. So it's possible they don't work. But a whole food plant-based diet, you definitely need to supplement with vitamin B12. Ah, right. We used to get vitamin, you know, we think of vitamin B12 as coming from animals, but actually animals get it from the dirt and grass they eat. And we used to get it that way, too, because there was a time long, long, long before you and I were around where we would actually have vegetables and such that still had some dirt on them. But now, of course, everything's so scrubbed and cleaned and packaged, et cetera, et cetera, that that's not going to happen. So instead, yeah, I take um, vitamin B12. Um, but I think that's pretty much the only vitamin supplement I take. Um, when I did live in upstate New York, I actually did take vitamin D because 
I wasn't getting any sunshine. Right. Uh, but now that I live in Los Angeles, I'm getting more more sunshine than I need. Uh, yeah, you you got. I hear a New York accent there. Well, yeah, I'm from New York. Yeah, yeah I'd yeah. like to think of it as, as as the real accent. I don't have an accent. Everybody else does. <laughs> And by the way, you don't seem to have a very intense Boston one. Uh, I don't know. I know. I I do. I do. All right. Oh. Here we go. Here's another. I'm looking at, you know, usually um, I don't, when I interview, um, I don't take a lot of my questions right out of the the book here, but your chapters are, are wonderful. And I'm looking and going, dude, your erections, better, longer, gals, your clitoris, orgasms. Okay, go there. Let's hear it. <laughs> this I want to well, know. Again, wait a minute. I mean, Hold on. Wait a minute. I want some. I want some big time on this this part here. So, Liz, do we have to take a break, or, or can we go for a few minutes? Oh, four minutes. Okay, four minutes before the break. That's good. Let's hear it. Let's hear about the sex. Well, four minutes. Four minutes is probably what a lot of people do. You know, search for sex. So, <laughs> it's plenty of time. Yeah, it's like the guy who says you got a minute. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, you know, you could last that long. That, exactly. And that's because that dude is not having a plant-based diet. If he had a plant-based diet, he could be on for the rest of this show, the next commercial break. He could, could be going for the next show. And it's really about blood flow. Um, you know, when men become aroused, it's all about engorging uh, the penis. And mm-hmm. that doesn't happen if your blood flow is restricted. Mm-hmm. And the Cleveland Clinic actually came out with a study just a few years ago, saying there is indeed a very strong link between erectile dysfunction and heart disease, too. So the more likely you are to have erectile dysfunction, the more likely you actually are to have a heart disease as well. And we've always heard about people, guys who had heart attacks in the middle of it all. Um, (laughs) Nothing was working for them. And by the way, and for women, too. um, You know, I didn't write this section. I got a friend of mine who is a... uh, uh, teacher uh, to write a small section about why, um, for, for women, blood flow is essential in terms of achieving sexual readiness via lubrication. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, you know, inflammation is what came up in my brain. I don't know why. I don't know where the connection was with that. But but uh, isn't that real? I mean, that's what where disease pretty much comes from, doesn't it? You know, well, yes. I mean, that's certainly what. People say now, um, as, as you know from doing your radio program and talking to a lot of doctors, mm-hmm. it does seem like every couple of years there's a new thing that people say this is what disease comes from. Mm-hmm. And inflammation right now is the big bugaboo. Mm-hmm. Um, that may change. There's no question that inflammation is bad for you. Mm-hmm. Is it really the be-all and end-all? I would suspect in 10 years they may have a new theory. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, inflammation is certainly serious and, again, animal protein is more likely to cause inflammation in your body than a plant-based diet. And why would that be? Uh, again, it's the, um, the proteins in, in animal foods um, create this inflammation that um, just doesn't exist in, in, in plant-based foods. So you're less likely to have any of the issues that inflammation causes. And again, it, it seems as if inflammation does it, it seems to be at the base of so many of the issues. Right. But again, yeah. this, this could change as we do more studies and they learn more about the... Hey, every year we learn more about the human body. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go back to 1960s where they thought they knew everything and you watch a medical program and it almost seems like it's the dark ages and yet they thought they knew it all, I'm assuming that 50 years from now they'll look back at us and go, 
mm-hmm. wow, those people didn't really know a lot. Right, right. We're going to take another short break, but when we do, um, when we come back, um, well, I'm going to let you decide what we're going to talk about next. But uh, listeners, stay with us here. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. This is life This is Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. We'll talk more in just a bit on 95.9 WATD. Moving into your new home or office is easy when you trust the experienced professionals at ASAP Movers. If you're looking for dedicated movers who will take the stress out of your move, call ASAP Movers today at 857-928-3071. They move everyone in New England, both residential and commercial. ASAP Movers can even provide you with all the packing materials you need. So call now at 857-928-3071. You'll be glad you did. Tides is beachside dining at its best, all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room in the pub can't be beat. Tide specializes in casual dining with food that's delicious, not pretentious. On a warm day, enjoy a frosty pint at their bar or their sun-drenched deck on Nahant Beach. Or enjoy an incredible meal in their dining room anytime. Tides guarantees you great atmosphere with superior service. The menu at Tides is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out the drink menu at Tides for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with state-of-the-art tap wines. Tides is unbeatable anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. Visit tidesnahant.com. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceiling specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant, yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing. And best of all, it's reasonably priced. The best kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112. That's 617-523-3112. Or visit terramiaristorante.com. You've made it through the winter, and now it's time to make your yard come alive this spring. You need to get in touch with the professionals who can make that happen quickly and affordably. You need to visit saleenterprises.net. For simple cleanups and landscaping, visit saleenterprises.net. Upgrade your favorite spot in the backyard to have an inviting stone patio. Give your front walkway the character it deserves with a unique paver layout. SaleEnterprises.net can even create an eye-catching cobblestone masterpiece that will not only define your yard, but reduce watering and yard maintenance. You've probably already seen your neighbors getting a head start. Be sure to book your appointment today so you have more time to enjoy your new space. Visit SaleEnterprises.net. Hey, this is James Woods, and you are listening to Talk with Francesca. On 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back. Welcome back, Gene. 
Thank you. All right. So, oh, by uh, the way, during during the break, I actually went to look at the restaurant Terramia that you were talking about, just to see. And sure enough, they have vegan gelato. They have vegan dishes. They have all kinds of vegan options at an Italian restaurant. So my point there is, yeah, it's really easy to be vegan. Twenty years ago, you would have gone into a restaurant and struggled. Now they're actually featuring vegan food. Oh, and, and they're fabulous, fabulous restaurant. They really are. So that that's great news. So during this last segment, I'm going to let you just let it rip and, and really talk about anything that we haven't talked about. But before we do, I do want to give animals their due because um, I know that, you know, this is a big part of it as well. We've talked a lot about, you know, what – it, being a vegan and eating a plant-based diet, it's good for us. But talk about what it does for animals. Sure. The, the book is 72 Reasons to Be Vegan, mm-hmm. and we divide that up into the four different categories, health, animal protection, environment, and mm-hmm. athletic performance. And so, yeah, animal protection is certainly one of them. Um, but we try not to – we don't really want to pile it on. Paul McCartney once said that, if slaughterhouses had glass walls, then nobody would ever eat meat again. Um, the way animals are treated is just, I mean, mm. again, I don't want to go into it. I think anybody who thinks about it could understand how that is. What we do talk about in the book, though, trying not to gross people out or make them uncomfortable, we talk a lot about just how extraordinary they are, how pigs are smarter than three-year-olds, and chickens like to be cuddled, um, that cows love classical music. What we're trying to do in the book is at least make you understand that animals deserve empathy and love and they're wonderful creatures and it just makes you feel really good mm-hmm. if you're eating a plant-based diet mm-hmm. and know mm-hmm. that you're not killing anything no, not, nothing is dying because mm-hmm. of you so mm-hmm. um, it's important I think to keep that in mind yeah. Um, I yeah, I just want to I just want to interject for a second that you know um, this was back a couple of years ago I was um, getting a massage and I don't remember how I got off into this tangent with this massage therapist but I knew her and she raised chickens now she did she did uh you know sell the eggs but um I mean she was very emotional about her chickens and I remember one day one of the chickens had died and these chickens had names and they were her pets and I when I thought of chickens I thought chickens but you know what from that time forward um you know, and I was just in the paint store literally the other day, and the guy was ordering paint. And he said, well, I don't need really, you know, the expensive brand of this paint. You know, this is just for my chicken coop. I looked at him. I go, what's with everybody having chickens? You know? <laughs> like, you got chickens, chickens too? are oh. really cool. Everybody I know who has chickens <laughs> discovers they're like dogs or cats. They have personalities. They're uh, funny. Yeah, they're yeah, interesting. Yeah. They're, they're just like really, really cool little creatures. And, of uh, course, you know, we treat them horribly bad knows what we do to chickens. And if heaven, if heaven turns out to be guarded by chickens, very few of us are going to get into heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't even like the taste of chicken anyway. All I know is it just it seems like the past couple times I've had chicken, it tastes rubbery or something. It's like, what are they doing to the chicken lately that it just tastes so awful? But anyway. Well, they are doing awful things. They're filling them up with antibiotics and they're fattening them up too much. They're they're treating them like commodities instead of animals. And so, yeah, yeah the, the chicken you're eating, if it's coming from a mass-produced place, yeah. is not the same as a chicken you would be eating if it comes from your friendly neighbor's house where the chicken was very well treated mm-hmm. uh, until it was killed. 
anyway okay all right so um are we done with the animals or is there more to go do you want to no oh, we have four minutes uh, mm-hmm. again i i think it's important that people realize how badly we treat animals but i mm. do think people probably get that mm, more people yeah. come to veganism because of health issues but the other point i'd like to make is about the environment we, mm-hmm. we touched upon this a little bit with cows farting and burping and creating methane but I don't understand how anybody can consider themselves an environmentalist and still eat animal products because animal agricultural is really one of the biggest drivers of climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, nearly every study in the last five years has shown that what animal agriculture does to our atmosphere is just it's, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And the only way we're going to be able to solve this is to stop creating these terrible animal farms with their pollution and everything they do to the environment. So I would urge anybody who's interested in the environment Mm -hmm. to think about at least reading up on this and considering a plant-based diet. And the other thing, of course, is athletic performance. I mentioned that movie Game Changers. And again, a lot of people associate plant-based diets with weak, skinny little people who can't even lift up a book. But the fact is that not only are triathletes and football players and basketball players going plant-based, we have a number of bodybuilders who are now plant-based, and these are guys who weigh, you know, 250 pounds, and they're all muscle, and all they're eating is plants. Huh. Uh, Liz, how much time do we have left? Three minutes? Okay. I wanted to I wanted to give Gene the floor, but I still have another question, so I, I guess I can't, Gene. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask it's you. your floor. That's okay. No, it's your floor. Um, but I, I think it's, it's a very important question. Um, you say pandemics like COVID-19 are preventable. Can you answer that in three minutes? I can't answer that in three minutes because I think people have been studying that for five years, ten years, and they don't have a definitive answer. It certainly looks as if a lot of zootropic diseases, zoonotic diseases, come through animals. In other words, anim- animals pass along these diseases to us, and although it's not completely clear, right. it looks as if the Wuhan wet market, right. where all these horrible animals are slaughtered, oh. and there's a lying out there, and they're covered with flies, and God knows what diseases they have, that um, diseases definitely come from, from those, and uh, it looks as if many of, in fact, of the other plagues and diseases we've had do come to us through animals, and so I would say there is no definitive mm-hmm. evidence, but it's very likely that we would do much better in the face of these um, epidemics, pandemics, if we stopped using animal agriculture and we banned all of these wet markets. Um, I'm looking at this. I was wondering about arthritis because, I mean, everyone in the world seems to have it. Is it reversible if you go with the uh, plant-based diet? Well, we talked about inflammation before. And it seems that studies have now shown that um, inflammatory types of arthritis can indeed be prevented and reversed oh, with uh, a plant-based diet. Very and again, yep. this was um, uh, this is a study published in uh, Complementary Therapies in Medicine, mm-hmm. and they showed that um, C-reactive protein, which is a marker for chronic and acute inflammation, mm-hmm. was significantly reduced by people on a vegan diet. All right. Gene Stone, author of 72 Reasons to be Vegan, Why Plant-Based, Why Not? Thanks for joining us tonight on Talk with Francesca. It's been a pleasure. Very, very informative. Thanks. really appreciate your time. Well, thank you for having me. All really right. It. All right. We're going to wrap things up and say goodnight. Hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. See you next week. Same time, same place. Make it a great week. What if you t-